Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, July 29th. Today on the show, we've got some golden nuggets from the guys over at Club and Country. The Nashville Predators bring back their biggest free agent. I've got a whole lot of observations from day one at Titans training camp, but we begin with a message from head coach Mike Vrabel. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, a trusted name in Nashville home renovation and custom builds for over a decade. And you know how you become and build a really good business for more than 10 years in one market? By being trustworthy and standing by your work, doing high quality things for your clients and your customers. And that is what the Kingston Group does. BuildKG.com is the website. If you're looking to invest in your home, as we all should be, the Kingston Group is the name you need to remember. BuildKG.com is the website. Look at their work, look at their reputation, and then make your decision after talking with them. That's BuildKG.com. It was the first day of Titans practice, of course, not full pads yet. That will be on Monday, their first full padded practice. Mike Vrabel, the guys, everybody was out there. The media was out there. And before we get to some observations that, again, take them for what they're worth after one day of practice, I will say this, and it's not just an inside baseball media thing here, and and me personally, my God, it was great to be on a football field around people doing football things, talking to players and coaches face-to-face. And I know the players echoed that sentiment. I know the rest of the media feels that way. I hope the fans get to enjoy this stuff and get better coverage because of it, because we have, as the, as a collective, been detached from the people we cover for so long. And I hope it means better coverage for you guys out there. I hope this show, for example, gets better because I get to do my job in a better way. But man, the coaches loved it. The players loved it. Everybody was all smiles to be back on the field, talking to each other face to face and Yes, COVID was still a major topic of discussion. John Robinson opened up, of course, the practice with the conversation that his team is above 90%. Roger Saffold talked a little bit about getting the COVID vaccine. Ryan Tannehill said he was not going to get the COVID vaccine, if not for the hefty NFL protocols that have been put in place. He said he did it to be a good teammate and be accountable. He did not elaborate, of course, when pressed about whether or not uh, as to why he was not going to get the vaccine. That is his choice, I suppose. We've all talked about how it is a competitive advantage in all sports, but in particular college and pro football, to have your team fully vaccinated. But Mike Vrabel had another message for his team. You know, the big thing that I told the the entire team last night was, you know, this isn't necessarily about a vaccine. This isn't about masks. This isn't about social distance. This isn't about a fine or cameras. This is about us being responsible to each other to keep people safe keep our family safe, to keep our team safe, uh, our teammates. And so at the end of the day, whatever your decision is, you have to, to, we all have to live with it, but we have to make sure that it's, we're not making decisions for ulterior reasons, that we're doing it to keep people safe. And that if I choose to get the vaccine, I still have to be conscious of my safety and what I'm doing. And if I don't, then I really have to, then I have a responsibility to, to wear my mask and be socially distant. But function and 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 do your job here at work so i think that's the most important thing it's not following the protocols so that we don't get the fine it's following the protocols or getting vaccinated to keep each other safe and take care of one another mike i think that's a wonderful message all right enough covid talk let's get to some actual football take these for what they are worth in one day of practice without full pads on all right 
The secondary, everybody's fascinated with the secondary. Christian Fulton and Jackrabbit Jenkins were your two starting cornerbacks every single time out with the ones, Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard. Amani Hooker made a big play by intercepting a Ryan Tannehill pass early in team drills. That was the four-team secondary every single step of the way. Elijah Molden, uh, excellent first day of practice. A couple of pass breakups, was a nice sticky defender in, in pass skeleton drills, really looked the part of a player that we have been raving about on this particular podcast and across the 440 Sports Network. We're big fans of Elijah Molden. Very smart kid, very poised kid, already sounds like a professional. Another guy that won an offseason award that already has been mentioned, Mike Herndon talked about it yesterday on the podcast, T.R. Tart, a defensive lineman, absolutely looked the part. In fact, looked very different. Bigger, stronger, more physical defensive lineman. Could be your starting nose guard alongside Jeffrey Simmons, who looked like an absolute monster. And, of course, new acquisition, Danico Autry. That defensive line is where I spent a lot of my time on the first day of practice, was looking at that front seven. Bud Dupree not out there yet, but, man, that that front seven is fascinating to watch, as is the secondary. Kendall Lamb got the first-team right tackle reps, of course. Uh, Darrington Evans was your starting tailback in basically every drill as Derrick Henry worked to the side. And the kicking competition was fascinating. Tucker McCann and Blake Hobble both went head-to-head on had about five kicks each. They made all nine kicks. Tucker McCann looked a little smoother, a little more fluid, and the kicks looked a little truer, uh, of course, than Blake Hobble. But again, we're talking about one day of practice. It will be fascinating. The Tennessee Titans have been playing with fire with their kicker position for what feels like the better part of five or six seasons now. And it, you could go invest in the offseason, in the draft, or in free agency, and maybe go get somebody big and invest in that position. But they refuse to do it, and this is what we are left with. A McCann hobble kickoff every single day. Just address the kicking problem. <laughs> it's, it's quite silly. Another couple of guys that people raved about. Racy McMath not only made a couple of really big plays in practice, but glowing, effusive praise from Mike Vrabel in the, in the press conference afterward. Just how much he's big, strong, fast, and very, very coachable. He looked very good, as they say, on the hoof. Nick Westbrook also, like T.R. Tart, won an offseason award, uh, one of four, and he actually had an excellent day of practice as well. He and Josh Reynolds both ran as the number two X and Y receivers behind Julio and A.J. Brown, who, by the way, look ridiculously good. So there's your little camp update. I'll try to give you those as often as I go. I will try to go as often as possible, and when I do, I will try to give you guys camp updates from St. Thomas Sports Park, which by the way, side note, that building is starting to look really, really nice. It, it is going to be a really special facility and hopefully one day fans will get back in there very, very soon. But otherwise, it was very, very hot and we were all very, very sweaty, but very, very happy to be there. The big news for Nashville Predators fans, Mikhail Granlin is back. Four years, $20 million. That's the Nashville Predators will get the forward from age 28 to 32, which is in theory his prime. And the most important piece to note here, he is arguably the best forward for the Nashville Predators since John Hines has taken over as the head coach. He's arguably the most consistent center on the team. He is likely to center the second line. It seemed like a move that David Poyle had to make. He needed a high-quality playmaker without an extremely high price tag at $5 million per year. It maybe sounds like a lot, but for what amounts to the best, most effective forward on your team, pretty conducive. Maybe the contract was a little long. Maybe it could have been three years, but that's probably why you got him at $5 million per. So Mikhail Granlin is back in a Nashville Predators sweater. And we will have full coverage of all of the free agency moves, an entire breakdown of the NHL draft with the Athletics' Scott Wheeler on this week's episode of the Gold Standard out on Thursday with myself 
and Adam Vingan. Make sure you check out that pod for all the coverage of all the restricted free agents, all the new pieces, and what the lineup might look like along with a whole lot more stuff. So go check that out, the Gold Standard Podcast, everywhere podcasts are found. It's the middle of the week on the 440, and that means it's time for your Golden Nuggets. Of course, Wes Bowling, Tim Sullivan, hosts of the Club and Country Podcast, out every single Tuesday covering Nashville SC, always offering little nuggets of wisdom, statistical data to make you a smarter soccer fan in this city. And we hate Cincinnati. We just dominated Cincinnati. And yes, I'm going to say we here. And Wes and Tim have some interesting data on just how good Nashville SC has been as an expansion side, and in particular, as it relates to their rival, FC Cincinnati. Nashville is now 38 games into its MLS experience. And so I went back to the same point for Cincinnati, the first 38 games that Cincy played and compared those results. In those matches, Nashville, 58 points, FCC, 27 points. Nashville's 14 wins are already more total regular season wins than FC Cincinnati has in its entire three-year history. Yeah, I've got I've got one more stat for you, Wes. It took Nashville 36 games, regular season games in Major League Soccer to reach 54 points. That was two games ago, obviously. You mentioned that they have now played 38 games. At that point, Nashville had accumulated more MLS points total in its existence than FC Cincinnati which had played 69 games, almost twice as many games as Nashville. Basically, what I just heard there is that Nashville SC has had one of the better starts in MLS history, which is no surprise. We saw that season last year, and we're seeing what they're doing this year. And oh, by the way, at the same time, FC Cincinnati, former USL rival, current MLS rival, is doing nothing of the sort. So again, let's build up the hate, folks. Cincinnati, Columbus, Atlanta, let's build up these rivalries. Cincinnati, you suck. The 440, of course, is brought to you every single morning for free by our wonderful and amazing friends at the Kingston Group. Say thanks to the wonderful men and women over at the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned custom home and remodeling firm. And, of course, award-winning. How could we forget the award-winning part? Go to the website, BuildKG.com, check out their work. I don't need to say anything else. The work will speak for itself. That's buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, my name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Please share the show. It is really all that we've ever asked of you folks out there. We do really appreciate you guys listening. This has been the 440 for Thursday, July 29th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. 